still hot. Knock your shell off. My money stacked back, plus I can't turn the swell off. The franchise doing big business. Welcome back, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 1 of The Swole Society. Oh, we are more swole than we have ever been before. We are here for Season 2. Thanks for joining us, guys. It is, it is definitely exciting. Had a little bit, uh, little bit of time off. Maybe a, a rest period, a deload few weeks, if you will. But we are back and uh, got a lot to cover over the next few episodes. And one thing that we may talk about right here off the top was during our time off, there was a little event known as WrestleMania. And what that means is that means that Muscle Matt made the the drive down to Austin to uh, hang out with me and Mrs. Point Break Day for the weekend, and that involved gym trips every single morning. So we got to train together three days in a row, which has not happened since I moved away, and Good times. It didn't even happen when you didn't move away. Like this was. That's true. Like this was monumental. And and to be clear, not only was Mrs. Point Break Dave there, but so was Mrs. Muscle Matt. Somebody had to keep the kiddos in line while the while the men went and lifted all the weights, every bit of them. Man, it was great. All of them. We we had a blast. We it I, was. We said a couple of. Uh, Couple of PRs, couple of couple of personal bests while we were while we were there. Yeah, and as uh, you guys may remember from you know kind of the last few episodes of uh, season one, we were detailing the program we were going through and how uh, it was definitely focused around some big lifts and you know increasing weight and getting up to that one rep max. The week that uh, the three days that. Muscle Matt was going to be down here and we were going to train together was uh, you were getting heavy weights on all three days and day one was uh, was bench press and myself since I train alone I was pretty excited that Muscle Matt was going to be there I have a built-in spotter as we uh, we get that one rep bench press going and I would be lying if I didn't say I was extremely disappointed <laughs> by the fact that we we show up to the gym, you know, we get a uh, get muscle mat all checked in as a guest. We get up there, we do our warm up sets, we do a few you know working sets around the five rep range, and then we're ready to go heavy. And I load it up, and I get under the bar, and I look around. And Muscle Matt is nowhere to be found. Look, guys, I just need to come out and say this. I I was in a new place, right? It was in a I had slept in a, a new bed the night before. Uh, point Break Dave and I, we, we are both heavy on the supplementation, but not necessarily on the same supplementation. And and I'll say this guy has a he's got a great setup with what he does. And I mean, like a champ, I wake up. I mean, we're on vacation, basically, and we're up before 5 a.m., and Point Break Dave is mixing me up a nice pre-workout cocktail, um, and it was fantastic. And you know what? It does everything you want it to do to get your body moving for a workout. <laughs> Unfortunately, it got everything moving. So when Point Break Dave sat down under that bench, I sat down on the toilet. <laughs> there is something to that. There is definitely the the change up pre-workout, you know, even if you're just changing brands or something just to try something new. It takes a while for the body to adjust. The worst part wasn't that this happened every morning or that it happened multiple times every morning <laughs> because it did. The worst part it's when you're sitting on the toilet and you get a text message from the guy that's waiting on you to spot him, who's literally going, hey, where are you? But it was it was obviously, you know, it's my gym down here in Austin. I'm like, he, where did he go? He doesn't know anyone. <laughs> like, what's he doing? 
Man, I'll, here's what I'll say. Uh, there were at least three men's restrooms in that gym in different locations. And I know that because I pooped in all of them. <laughs> yeah, there was a, one morning you didn't make it up the stairs to the weight, the weight level. You just uh, veered off right from the jump. Well, but I care about Mrs. Point Break Dave a whole lot, and that wasn't going to happen in the Austin home. <laughs> well, I appreciate that too. Which, but let me just say this too, guys. All right, so Dave and I, very similar yet very different personalities. Um, in, in my professional life, I deal with a lot of people all day and and probably lots of different types of people all day so i'm i'm pretty social everywhere i go except the gym meanwhile dave who does a fair amount of work at home i think that's yeah a non-reasonable this guy is walking around the gym like he was Hulk Hogan in WCW. He just comes in on a new contract, and there are people just coming up to him. There was a poor guy that I think wanted to work out with Dave the entire time because he just come and came and stood there and looked at us and talked to us to the point where it was like, hey, man, well, we got we to gotta do a set. But he asked Dave to come watch him play tennis. Remember that? I do remember that. I do remember God, that. Not. He's the Bella of the ball. I've never seen someone more loved than Dave at Lifetime Fitness in Austin. Hey, we uh, I make friends. It's what I do. It's what I do. But we did have a weird interaction. So uh, Matt's Matt's telling the truth there. There are a I've over the year and a half plus that I've been here. When you go to the gym the same time every morning, you see the same people, and I've uh, got to know quite a few of them. But there was one guy that I told Muscle Matt, I've never seen this guy before in my life. And I think it was when we went Saturday morning, which sometimes you will get a different, a few different people on Saturday morning than the during the weekday morning crowd. And this guy for the first time he'd ever talked to us, that was one of the strangest interactions I had. He he was an older gentleman with a crazy mustache. He came up, I think m- maybe the first thing he asked us was if we were policemen, which I'm not sure where that came from. I guess, uh, yeah, I don't see it in you either, Matt. Like, Matt may have a little bit of Michael Chiklis from the Shield look, just a little bit, but in a good but, way, in a, in a in a hot way. There you go. But uh, yeah, he would not he would not leave us alone, and he like constantly was asking like what what weight we were doing. I think that may have been deadlift day. He's like, oh, uh-huh. how much is that? And it's like, like you can like, you can look. <laughs> I mean, we're we're not covering it up. <laughs> But you he, don't have towels over the plates. Well, and he only wanted to ask, like, the person doing the set. Yeah. Like, I I would be watching you work out, and he's walking up to you. Hey, hey, is, that's over 300, right? Like, he, he can't answer because he's grunting. I don't know if you can see that. Did and you, he, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I, I thought the guy wanted to ask us to lunch afterwards. Like it, was, <laughs> it was weird, man. I wanted to ask if you enjoyed the uh, the rib I pulled on you that for a, probably the few days leading up to Muscle Matt's visit, you know, I kept, you know, just interacting with people in the gym. I'm like, yeah, I got a, a buddy that's coming up to train with us. And I had built Muscle Matt up. Like, I had told these guys, like, if he's not benching five plates, like, he's not even trying. And the first day we go to check in, the, the guy at the desk that I know is like, oh, man, so is this your buddy that's going to move all that weight? Uh, no, sir. Um, just a spot. It was, yeah, that was fun. I could, I could tell uh, 
It was always fun seeing like the surprise look of like, is, is that him? <laughs> like, is, is it like, it doesn't look like Brock Lesnar, but I, I guess like, is this one of those sort of Samson things where he doesn't look like he can move a bunch of weight, but ends up surprising everyone? Like, what's the deal here? Yeah, it was like most of life. I did a good job of letting everyone down. <laughs> It was super fun. We got we got to uh yeah, we got to lift, we got to uh I got to see Muscle Matt's pre heavy squat routine where he squats down and slaps the lifting platform and then walks up under the bar. That was enjoyable. Hey, let's be clear now. That was not just the pre spot or squat routine. That was the pre one rep max squat routine. And uh, and I did every bit of that 185, every bit of it. <laughs> don't don't let him fool you. He was moving some serious weight, and it was a, it was a good time. But um, oh wow, there it is. <gasps> it's been a while since we've heard it. The courtroom has been closed, but apparently it is reopened. COVID has not killed the gym judge courtroom. Not yet. Uh, the judge is fully vaccinated. And ready to hear some cases. In fact, I think, I think Dave, for season two, I think we should go with two Jim Judge cases. Whoa. And, and if you would do me the honor, your honor, I'd like to, I'd like to, to start us off with one. I've got, a, I've got one that's been weighing on me. Well, I am uh, just been handed the docket for the day, and case one is from Muscle Matt, so proceed. All right, sir. I've got, I've thought a lot about this one. Not only do I have a story, but I have a punishment that I would like to present for your approval as well. And uh, most of my Jim Judge stories, and, and again, guys, if you're new to the show, you're just checking out season two, we're, the Jim Judge is here to cast a ruling on any type of egregious breach of Jim etiquette. We've all seen the stupidity in the gym, and this is the part where we will call you out on that. So, And we will welcome listeners to send in their own cases, so feel free. We want to judge everybody. and You can find do. the show on Twitter, at SwolePod, so send any uh, cases you need a ruling on to that Twitter handle, and we may just discuss them right here. It, so, So... Most of my gym judge stories take place uh, inside the squat rack, and today is no different. <laughs> As a reminder, the Gold's Gym in Texas that I work out at has four lifting platforms or squat racks. And so, uh, so four. So if two guys who were working out together each used one, we have now commandeered mm. 50% of all squat and deadlift platforms. Now, don't like this already. Now that's a that's that that's a conversation for a different day on why do we only have four. But these two knuckleheads, now they look fine. They weren't like out of shape. I and I'm not going to judge you if you're out of shape. Like that's that's why you're there. I have no problem with that. But just picture, if you will, two guys who are doing the same type of workout, some sort of hit style, high intensity workout. These knuckleheads were doing, well, let me ask you, Dave, what do you think would be the worst exercise to ever see anyone do in a squat rack, even worse than barbell curls? <laughs> I was going to say, essentially, any exercise that's not, you know, deadlift, squat, heavy weight type exercise, like curls, you should do somewhere else. So would you put push-ups in that category? Oh, no. Push-ups can be done anywhere. They weren't really taking up a... Two squat racks. So they're working out together. First, they don't have the decency, and they're doing the same workout, as you mentioned. They don't have the decency to double up on one squat rack, which, not to pat ourselves on the back, but Muscle Matt and I 
squatted in the same squat rack, especially if it's busy. Sometimes together. <laughs> and just based on, you know, height difference. Which is vast. We have a good excuse to take up two squat racks, but we don't even do that just out of gym etiquette. Dave has to do a whole squat just to rack it appropriately <laughs> for me to be able to unrack it. So these guys are side by side in two separate squat racks, both doing push-ups. Well, yes. And then they would superset it with military presses with a 45-pound plate, not with a bar with 45s on each side. Push-ups. Oh, no. And then a plate in their hand. So they're, I mean, there's, they could do this anywhere. anywhere. They could do this in the parking lot if they took a plate out there. Yes. Yes. And they're taking up half the school. Oh, no. And they did it for at least 20 minutes. I I would would sit there sometimes just fuming, watching them laying on the ground, resting in their squat rack room. And the stupidest thing is I think they were doing like dumbbell squats later, which I'm fine if somebody wants to do that. But they did squats in the dumbbell area. <laughs> and you're like, there is nothing about this that's correct. And I'm assuming, obviously, I mean, it's, you know, a fairly busy time at your gym. So the other two lifting platforms are, of course, occupied. Of course. So everyone's being left out without access to a squat rack because these people are doing this. Yes. Yes, it's a busy time. So, so first, I need a ruling if A, oh, that is, is guilty. Absolutely guilty. Okay. Absolutely. So, so then here's my, here's my point. I thought, thought long and hard about what is an appropriate level of punishment. Um, because you got to know that when you do something like that, that's, that's not okay at all. Mm-mm. So for one week, the two of them have to come back together to work out. And... I'm not going to have them do anything different with the exercises they meant to do. So they still have to perform the exact same exercises, work the exact same body parts, except because they couldn't quite get the exercises in the right spots, they have to do all upper body exercises on lower body equipment and vice versa. (laughs) All right. So let's get some examples here. So can you imagine them trying to work chest on the inner thigh? Just just squeezing it. They're just, <laughs> just squeezing that's, it. That's just just turn it into a fly machine. They're, I like that. They're on the prone, like the laying down leg curl, trying to do the Oh, trying to do like the um, like preacher uh, curls. Spider curls. Yes. Yeah. But they have to no sell it. Like they can't be acting like they're doing anything wrong. So it's just um I like that. I like that a lot. Again, they can do their same workout and take up as much time as you need. But what we what the punishment is, since they, like you said, they can't choose the right equipment, we're choosing it for them. Right. And we're just happening to choose the, the worst. Right. So they can, if it's, if it's made for the lower body, you got to use it for the upper body. I like that. And I'm frustrated for you. That, that that occurred. So so let's uh, I am I am taking off the judge's robe and get gonna, handing the gavel to Muscle Matt. I'm gonna take that. It's bigger. This robe's pretty big. <laughs> big old guy had it on. And here we go. Here is case two in the final case of the day. So I'm at the gym. And like uh, Muscle Matt alluded to in the intro and recap of what the gym judge is, seen a lot of things, seen a lot of things at the gym. I'd never seen what I saw a few weeks ago. So this woman is there and she is, she's a fit woman. She is there most mornings and this particular morning she is, uh, she is doing weighted uh, ab crunches with the pulley. So to quickly uh, 
try to paint a visual picture over an audio medium. Uh, it's the one where you have the uh, the pulley kind of uh, probably five or six feet off the ground. You have uh, the rope attachment to it. And uh, your hands are kind of up grasping the rope on either side of your head. You're on your knees, essentially in somewhat of a crawling position, but your hands are off the ground. And you are going to crunch your shoulders and upper body down towards the floor while, you know, your, uh, your butt is up in the air, essentially, and you're, you know, crunching at the midsection. It's almost like you're, you're on your knees and you're bowing to somebody. There. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Your Honor. Just want to make sure and, I'm, I'm getting the right picture. Yes, that's important. That's uh, Exhibit A. In this courtroom, the lawyers just tell you what the evidence looks like. So um, she's she's doing that, and it's a good exercise when done properly. And she was her form was pretty good. Um, for some reason, and I've never encountered this myself, but uh, this woman weighs less than I do, so maybe. But your the your shins and your feet are on the ground and your knees and as she was crunching her she was having problems like her shins and toes were coming up off the ground and I guess you know obviously losing some balance wouldn't that mean that it's already too heavy like wasn't that mean that that's pulling her up yeah like okay she was probably going too heavy she probably was if that's occurring. Like, can you have ever, I mean, I don't even know what's about to happen. Actually, I do. I know what's about to happen. But <laughs> in any situation, like, I just don't see, I don't know. That's just the weirdest, like, hey, help me, help me from being pulled up into the air, please. I don't know. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a weird, uh, a weird problem to be having, but her solution turned out to be even more bizarre because her solution was to ask a stranger, which I know they didn't know each other just from the interaction. Um, hey, I need a spot. And the gentleman kind of looks at the exercise she's doing, kind of confused. And she goes, I need someone to hold down my calves. So she's on the floor as we uh, detailed in essentially a crawling position. This stranger to spot her gets down in a crawling position behind her with his hands on her upper calves and his head area in a very human centipede type (laughs) style as she's doing her weighted crunches so i'm over there deadlifting and i hear the beginning of this conversation about the last rep and i set the weight down and i turn around and see this and i immediately pull out my phone and start writing a note of next gym judge so let me make sure I'm understanding the visual correctly. Yes. So this poor gal is on her knees, crunching down, basically elbows to the ground. And she's using so much weight, her, her legs, her calves are coming off the ground. So she asked the guy to hold the legs. Yes. D- did she tell him how? No. And so his response was to get down on all fours with her and put his hands on her calves. And so he's staring right at the right at the business end of her downward facing dog. Yes. It was most uncomfortable. Well, I'll be. That's And I'm not I'm not sure if I had been asked I mean move one would have probably just been to walk off like he didn't hear it. Right. Um, or you would have came around and spotted her from the front. <laughs> I think Just what I would have done is like, cause obviously in, in that her, you know, 
the soles of her shoes are kind of up, right? She's got her feet. I think I would have just put my feet on the back end of her shoes and held her shoes down. Yeah. Dave is not being accurate. Dave would have been way more efficient than that. He would have just walked over to the stack of weight and lightened it and said, there you go. <laughs> I would have gone and got those uh, weighted, like, uh, you know, they have, like those weighted beanbag things. <laughs> They're about the size of a plate. I would just set that on her calves. Right, like there you go. The sand bells. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. So, I have a, I have a punishment. Well, first, well, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw. In this instance, I'm going to say the uh, accused is the woman for say, asking for who, a spot. Who's on trial here? Because I feel this poor guy that spotted her is already taking the worst of this. I'm not putting this on him. I think he was put in a terrible position and just didn't know what to do. I'm putting this wow. on the woman. Okay. Yeah, that's... I mean, there's nothing wrong with the exercise. There's nothing wrong with what you do in the gym, but that's... That's like, I don't think I would ask my wife to do that. Exactly. So here's my punishment for her. For a week, maybe several weeks. Every exercise she does, she has to ask for a spot. (laughs) No matter what it is. Even the warm-ups. Even the warm-ups. I mean, if she's doing the hip abductor machine, she's going to ask somebody to spot her. If she's doing wrist curls, hey, I need a spot here. Golly, yes. Yes, that is a... I'm going to go ahead and toot our own horn here. I feel like we're getting better with our gym judge punishments. I'm excited about this, and I have a few more in our time off. I, I can't wait to wear one of us breaches the etiquette and once they're found guilty, they will actually have to, you know, do one of these punishments. Well, it's funny you should mention that because tease ahead for season two, episode two, there will be a gym judge and it'll be a groundbreaking gym judge Mm. because I will be representing myself. I will be on trial and I will accurately depict what happened and the honorable judge muscle matt will determine if i am guilty or not look i'm i'm not taking it easy either you know what this is <laughs> this is serious business and the the gym law is what it is for a reason all right but i will say i i almost broke protocol i think on this story because guys if you want to go ahead and it's worth your time. I'd, I'd hop on over to the latest Tell Me Where to Turn episode. Also coming back from a little bit of a hiatus, mostly because uh, the Dave on that podcast, which sounds pretty yeah. similar to the Dave on this one, talk about living the 1% life, playing golf with Bill Murray, living it up in Cancun with a pool in the middle of his room. Golly. Uh, but in that story, in that latest podcast, he also was mentioning some of some of these stories. And I happen to be in the gym listening to this, <laughs> possibly, as we've alluded to earlier, maybe feeling the effects of some pre-workout. <laughs> and I laughed so hard when you said human centipede that I was embarrassed at how loud I laughed realizing that if you were on the other end of this, that there's just some guy by himself on the toilet giggling. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Oh, I like that. So that, uh, story leads us into, or that, uh, case for the gym judge leads us into something we're going to discuss here to kick off season two. Well, and I gotta, I gotta stop you there. Dave, because it's it's important for me to be honest with you. Uh, okay. Guys, give you a little peek behind the curtain in our relationship. There, Whenever we go to Austin, there's only a couple of things that happens. Um, we get up and go to the gym. We watch professional wrestling. We watch gym fails on YouTube. Yes. 
we love watching Jim fails and we will always make fun of people who do stupid stuff and we think that's never going to be us. Well, as I alluded to earlier, Dave and I have very different personalities in the gym. People love to come up and talk to him and I could not care less if you exist at all in the gym. (laughs) All that being said, something happened to me as a 36-year-old man that hasn't happened since I was probably 17 years old. And that was, so we're on the tail end of a new, uh, of this workout that we've been walking through the entirety of the Swole Society podcast. And long story short, we were doing a ton of reps of a ton of weight. Uh, and we got to where we were doing um, some heavy bench press and we were, what was it? We we're supposed to do five of five. Yeah. Um, but no, I think we were doing five of six. Oh yeah, was this the uh, where you did five at like eighty percent or eighty five percent, and then one rep of your max? But it was reversed, so you did the high yeah. rep, and then you did all the other reps. Yeah. So yeah. so think about this: we had done a, a basically a one rep max followed by an eighty percent for six reps, and no rest in between. Correct. Um, and then maybe two to three minutes rest between sets, and you do that three times. So by the third set, you were done. And I was crushing it. I was doing fantastic. I was doing so well. I have never moved that much weight that many times. And I was so excited about what I was getting ready to text Dave about how strong I was. And I was going up. I did rep four. Bam. It was awesome. I did rep five. Okay, that was tough. I did rep six, and I pushed, and I pushed, and that weight slowly started to lower down. Oh, no. And The reverse is the worst feeling. Yes, and it was in that moment where you can't do anything but watch that I was able to push it back against the, the, because luckily there was a lower bar, and I was able to rack it like two inches above my throat. Oh no. And I crawled out from under that and went, okay, that was, that's what that feels like. I forgot. So <laughs> my ego did not allow me to ask for a spot and it almost cost me dearly. Can I ask you a question? Cause I, when I was working out in college, definitely got stuck under the bar. We may have even shared that story. I had to dump the weight, which makes a lot of noise, and everyone looks at over at you. In more recent years, uh, probably, I don't know, last two or three years, I'm not sure exactly, I did get stuck for the second time ever and had, you know, had a guy come over and and. I didn't ask for a spot. He saw that I was stuck and ran over and it was fine. Praise God but for guys here's, like that, man. Yeah, good dude. Good dude. <clears throat> um, but I, I bring that up because I want to get your thought process. Because I had a very similar experience as far as, you know, it was going up for the, the second to the last rep, felt heavy, and I foolishly thought, oh, I got I got one more. And, you know, you get, you get some upward movement and then you stall and then it starts going in reverse. And it is much like muscle Matt described. It's a very helpless feeling and it seems to be happening in slow motion as you're pushing for everything you got, but it's going the wrong way. And I had the same thought of trying to get it to that bottom rack. But as you mentioned that that's putting the bar right over your neck and I didn't know if I could get it. And that's why like, I just let it go to my chest. Was there a point where, cause you know, if you're benching, it's probably top of your sternum, right. low, you know, bottom of your pecs and you're moving it up towards your face when you don't have the strength to lift it. Was that a panic moment of, man, I hope this hits the rack. So, so yes, it was a very, you have a moment or two where you have to you have to decide what am I about to do. So yes, am I going to mm-hmm. bring it to my chest and buy myself a little more time to figure something out? And of course, I've got the stinking ear earbuds in, so I don't know how loud. I don't even know if I could yell for help. I don't know if anybody would hear me. 
But yes, I was thinking, do I bring it to my chest or do I take everything that I have and basically push it backwards against the, the rack and let it hit that, um, you know, that lower rack. But as it's coming down, I don't know for sure if I've missed that. And if I, if you're already too low. Yeah. So if I, yeah. And if I swing it back, push back, you know, you're not, you can't possibly go anywhere else with it, but down to your face. Yeah. You're either getting it on the clips or it's in your neck or face. There's no other option. So I know that I pulled a little bit of a muscle in my back because I remember arching enough to where I arched and pulled back and just thought maybe I could get out from underneath it and, yeah, it was a scary moment or two. Funny now. <laughs> What's funny is I, for these these heavy bench sets, uh, I've been uh, putting it, doing them in one of the power racks. So not like the full lifting platform, but kind of the square. And it's got those braces that you can move. And it just so happens that the bench, when you drag a bench over there to lay on, and my current size, like I can put the, the, the pins where when I have a little bit of arch in my lower back, like you want when you're benching, you know, your butt and your shoulders are on the bench, but you got a little, little arch. I can touch my chest and it not hit the pins, but it's, I mean, we're talking a half an inch. So if I lose it, I can go to the pins and just flatten out and it's not on me. And that is a very good ability to have, to have all the heights of all those things work out just right. What is that like? (laughs) It's a good feeling. I know nothing about this lifestyle. Well, so let's get into spotter talk. Yeah, because you, you know this, Dave, I... I don't know why it's it's such a pride issue for me. I hate asking for a spot. I I don't have like I I welcome it if I'm working out with you, but I hate asking some stranger for a spot. And what's weird about it, and I kind of have the same thing. Like as we talked about, I've made a few friends at the gym, so I don't mind asking them. But even if you didn't. Like, it's one of the things, especially with bench press, like, everyone's probably got stuck at some point, so everyone's aware that, yeah, you know, like, no one, no one would get upset if you asked for a spot. Like, hey, man, I'm, I'm about to go, like, if you wanted to sit there while you rest for five minutes, that might get annoying, but it's like, I'm loaded up, I'm ready to go, can you walk over here, you know, it'll be, you know, and I always appreciate if we're talking about gym etiquette, I always appreciate when they tell you, hey, I think I'm, I'm going to try to get five and I should be able to get it. Mm-hmm. I had a guy and it was actually that guy. I think I pointed him out when you were at the, there's one guy that is a very large human and was moving a lot of weight. I may have pointed him out when uh, you were up there training, but he was benching 405 and he asked me for a spot and I went over there and I kind of, as he was like going in there, it's like, like, are you like, how much are you going to lose this? Cause if you go like completely, I got nothing. You're going to be stuck. Cause I, I'm not going to be able to just from standing over you pull four Oh five. And then he's like, ah, I should be able to get three. And I was kind of like, really guy did it. Knocked out three. I never touched the bar. I mean, that third one, I thought I was gonna have to get involved, but I I laid back, right? And let him let him try, let and him he try. got it. So, I, yeah. If you've ever been asked this, like, I, if you've ever had to spot someone that didn't know what they were doing, like that's that's just a pain. Like, I don't ever mind if like there was a guy last week that goes, "Hey, man." Would, would you would you mind watching me? I think I can do eight. Okay, great. So I jumped in. He was doing some sort of bitch press with dumbbells. I'm like, I got you, man. Let me let me pick up the dumbbells and put them here and there. Because again, just getting that set Keeping up can up. be hard. Yep. Yeah. But when you got to some knucklehead, who, who I remember one time, I think he had 365 
and he was getting ready to squat, which is it's a lot, you know? Yeah. And he looked at me, point. and he looked at me before putting the other earbud into his ear. He goes, looks back and goes, I don't know if I can do this. Boom. And he gets under the rack. That's, you shouldn't ask for a spot there. What do you, what do you, what do you want me to do? Just identify the body? <laughs> You want me to get up in some kind of weird position where I'm hugging you from behind to lift you back up? Because that's not what I came to the gym to do today. Well, and I told him, I said, hey, bro, if you can't do it, I'm just basically pushing you forward and jumping back and letting the weight fall. I like that. That's a good move. Like, I'm I'm not getting under this with you. You're just gonna you're just gonna one foot kick him in the back. I'm gonna the, I'm gonna claymore you to the <laughs> other end of the gym, and that way you will be safe and have a bruise <laughs> for your idiocy. So I don't know if there's a certain place you want to start, but I want to start, or I have this to discuss with you. What exercises in the gym? Is it okay to ask for a spot on? Because I have thought about this long and hard. Elliptical. And I think there is one. Elliptical. <laughs> no doubt. No. Um. I legitimately, I've put a lot of thought in this, and I'm open to hearing counterpoints. Now, this is not the same th- thing as what exercises is it okay to not break eye contact on? <laughs> That's different. Okay, just making sure. I truly believe the barbell bench press, and I guess if you want to put 1A and 1B, you could say the incline barbell bench press, but I'm going to lump those together. Right. I think that is the only exercise that you should be able allowed to ask for a spot on. And let me clarify, if you're a power lifter training for a competition and you're squatting heavy, obviously those guys have a different setup. And But I don't think you should ask for a spot on squats at the gym. I don't think you should ask for a spot for overhead press because gyms are set up where you can set pins on lifting platforms to bail you out on a squat. You know, you set them at the right height and... Let's say they're three inches below the bottom of your squat. You can just roll the weight off. You don't need someone there. And same with overhead press. I mean, you'll see people. I've seen people spot people on deadlift, which doesn't even make sense. Like they'll stand in front of them and like try to like get their hands under their shoulders and like help them straighten up. Like it's just insanity. That's stupid. But I would say the bench press is one because, A, if you lose it, the weight is right over you. Right. <laughs> like, And, B, you can't – I mean, obviously, I just described what I do, but in many cases, you can't have a stopper on a bench press. Right. It's you or nothing. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. I mean, when I really think through what is most appropriate – I, yeah, I, maybe you could talk me into, now I would put any of the, the, the bench press varieties, whether it's incline, decline, I'd put all that together and say spots for all of that. Um, but, I, yeah. but I'd also say the same thing for dumbbell variations. Um, and, and I guess you know, it could be made like if you're going really heavy on any sort of dumbbell variation, whether it's shoulder press or something where you might need a little help getting the weights to where the proper position is. Maybe, you know, um, yeah, but, but again, you and I, well, I've worked out incorrectly for so many years (laughs) that forcing myself now to do things correct. I I think that's part of where my adverse reaction to wanting a spot is, is because I don't, I don't want the help. And honestly, when you see somebody doing a spot like that, where, you know, like you're you're curling that bar. I'm not pressing it. Like it's not. Yeah. What was that meme? Studies have shown that 90% of, of all reps are not all you bro. (laughs) I like that. You know, it's, I like that. It's not. So yeah, I could, 
I would like to see somebody make a counter argument. So send us a tweet on, um, is there anything else that's appropriate to ask for a spot besides the hip thrust machine? <laughs> and now I want to hear, because I know Muscle Mac, because he's shared some of his opinions with me before. <laughs> I want to hear your, uh, I don't know what, what exactly we want to call it. But what makes a good spotter or examples of a poor spotter? I want to hear your kind of rules. Okay. We alluded to it earlier of what makes a good spot. And that is if the spotter knows, first off, they know what they're doing. They know the purpose of what's happening. And they know the, um, you know, again, they know the correct places to stand, all that sort of thing. I, I think a good spotter, especially if you're doing something with dumbbells, a good spotter will ask things like, where would you like me to, to help at? So if you're doing dumbbells, some people like to having uh, the push or a little bit of a help underneath their elbows. Other people mm-hmm. like to grab at the wrist. And so it mm-hmm. just depends on what the person wants. Because what you're trying to do as a spotter is to make that person feel as comfortable as possible with what they're doing. Right? So, I like it. So if a spotter is making you feel more uncomfortable, that... It's a poor spotter. And, and I'll, I'll never forget, I was either, I think I was a senior in high school, and there was a guy that uh, started going to the gym. And again, this is a small little hardcore place. It was dirty, it was nasty, but it was awesome. I loved working out there. And this guy had lost a lot of weight, but he was this big, sweaty, stinky guy. Now, I commend him man had lost a bunch of weight he was who was the guy from police academy that made all the sounds oh i know who you're talking about yeah, I don't know but, but he was a guy like that class clown that would make all these funny silly stupid sounds and so you loved it in the gym but you also hated it because he would always make you laugh while you're trying to do something and and now I'll, I'll never forget we had a a dumbbell decline bench so, is that different than just a decline bench? Yes, because it had a it had spaces where you could put the dumbbells on a rack. Oh, that's genius! It was it was great, and so it had a, and so you had to be real careful lining it up because your it had just enough space for your wrist to fit through, like the hole. Now the, it, oh man! So it was pretty neat. Why doesn't my gym have that? That sounds awesome. I, don't, I mean, and this was like eight bucks a year for this gym, not the hundred and forty dollars <laughs> you pay, but. This guy was spotting me, and I told him, first off, I said, I only like getting a push from the elbows. Don't grab my wrist. First thing he does, he grabs my wrist, which messes up the whole motion. Yep. And, and, you know, so they're clanking together, and I'm trying to keep them from falling on my face. But this guy's talking to me, and he's sweating. Mm. Oh, no. And I feel his sweat drip onto my forehead. Oh no. And as he's talking, like, come on, man, it's all you, it's all you. Spit <laughs> goes directly into my eyeball. <laughs> and I, and then these dumbbells come crashing down on top of me. And I'm like, no, you do not do that. That's not how you spot. So, this is the story of how Muscle Matt encountered a bad spotter and got hep C. It's all in one story. I, yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> wow, that was a bad yeah, spot. Yeah, that's bad. You know, the other thing you see is from bad spotters is the bench press spot where they, uh, they're standing right over the guy's face. Like, have you seen that? Yep. What is that? I, I don't understand it. The few times I've asked for a spot, I've always, like, when the guy, I'm like, hey, you, you stand, give me a little room here. Yeah, don't, and you know what? I don't need help on liftoff. If I did, I would say, I need help on liftoff. Yeah. I don't need that. And. I also, yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you hate a spotter that doesn't, that's not paying attention. There's nothing worse than struggling with the weight. And you're like, dude. What are you doing? You're here. You're here for a reason. 
Honestly, my favorite spotter that's not named Point Break Dave um, is, is my wife. Mostly because, well, I know there's not a whole lot she's going to be able to do to help me <laughs> if, if I can't do it. Um, you know she's not lifting the weight for right, you. Right. And, but she's also really cute and funny where, because I still have my headphones in, so I can't hear what she's saying, but she tries to cheer me on. And, and she'll like clap sometimes in between reps. And I'm like, please stop drawing attention to what's happening. That's awesome. But it's still I fun. think that's great. That's great. So what about you? Do you have any terrible spotter stories? You know, the, uh, I mean, honestly, the, the only one I can think of and, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a spotter for me, but it was, you know, just things I've seen at the gym <laughs> and it was a guy that uh, was trying to do fairly heavy incline uh, dumbbell press started off good guy had his had his uh, you know his bench set up on the incline he's like hey I don't remember what weight he was doing but he was going a lot heavier and he's like hey you know i'm gonna go to you know whatever we'll call it 110s dumbbells and uh the guy's like all right well he's like well you know you know lay back and i'll i'll bring them to you I'm like okay that's a good that's a good spot <laughs> but he bring he brings him over like and I kind of put the guy that was doing the lift somewhat to blame he should have had him over there by his feet or whatever so he brings over one and hands it to the guy. So now the guy's got one loaded. Oh, no. Which, honestly, if you're doing lighter weight, is a good exercise. Muscle Matt and I were just doing this in a program where you hold one at the bottom and you have to hold it while you press the other arm and you alternate. It's a good, and, good stretch. And then you wait seven minutes holding the dumbbell while the other guy goes and gets the other one. It's, I don't know why but that was part of the program, but... That's exactly what happened here. He brought over one and the guy was holding it, obviously struggling because it's a lot of weight to have only on one side. And then the guy walks over and notices some dumbbells are out of place and starts like moving stuff around before (laughs) grabbing the other one. I'm like sitting over there like, man, this guy, like, is this a rib? Like, does he know this guy and just messing with him? Like, what is this? You just hear the muscle ripping from the bone. (laughs) And that's when the guy tore his pack. Right. Uh, but yeah, and he finally brought it over, and it was really funny because the guy, like, he didn't get one rep. Like, huh. one arm, the, the fresh arm went up, the other one did not. Why do you think that was? I have a, I have a theory. <laughs> it's called fatigue. Gosh, that's the, yeah. that's like the worst thing too, because you could legitimately hurt yourself if you start struggling and you can't move that. Yeah, like I don't, I to this day don't know what that was all about. So, so here's a question for you then, Dave. Like, because I've thought I've thought through this a little bit. When you do ask for a spot, do you have any sort of criteria that you like? Like what hap- Like what's the mental process in your head before you ask that guy or girl? Hey. Yes. I honestly, I, I always ask someone that could easily, uh, I ask someone bigger than me. Let's put it that way. Which like, folks is not anyone in the gym. It's why Dave doesn't have spots. I have to, I have to call out. I have to like, Hey, uh, Mark Henry lives in Austin, right? Is he around? Is he available? Like, where's the mess? Um, what is he doing? <laughs> but, uh, no, I and I honestly, I mean, obviously there's always someone that's the biggest guy in the gym, and he doesn't have anywhere to go. But I think that's smart. Like, I've seen, and I don't know if it's just because they're convenient or the person's somewhat intimidated to ask for a spot, so they just happen to ask. But I've seen people ask, you know, the new to working out rail skinny guy 
to spot them on bench press when they're moving some decent weight and you're just like, man, I don't, it, it's not good for either person. Like, obviously, if the guy gets stuck and the spotter can't move it, that's a problem. It's bad for the spotter if they're having to really strain in some awkward position. Because it's not like you're in a proper, you know, position to deadlift a weight or anything. You're kind of hunched over. And uh, I've, I've had that where I was spotting a guy doing heavy dumbbell presses. And you're just in an awkward position because you kind of are having to like lean around them yeah. to get to their arms and he was losing it and I was trying to help him and you know it felt like I was about to tweak you know everything in my back because you're not in a good position to to really help right i so i think with that like you you need a good spot but you you need to be a good lifter in that sense yes. and and you got to know what you're doing. I hate the high school lifters who are like, man, I just did 135 six times. So that means by my calculations, I can do 305 once. <laughs> and I mean, and so I think, I think knowing what you can do, I mean, the stuff that we've been doing, it's easy to say, hey, I know I might can get this. I don't know if I can get this six times. I know I can get it five, so I might just need a need you to watch me on on this. But so, so I think it's important, like to be if you're gonna if you want a good spot, be a good lifter for one. Know yes. know what you're doing. Know know what you like. Know what you need. Um, so I have a little less of a of an issue with them being a small person, I guess, because I feel like I have an understanding of what what I need. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that is key. I think when you ask for a spotter, like, <laughs> I guess there's two sides to the equation. One is you're counting on the spotter to be a good spotter, to, like you said, be paying attention, help you if you need it. And I think you owe the spotter, you're going to do a reasonable weight. Like, even if you're one rep maxing, and obviously you have to do a weight that you haven't done before, you better have, hey, I did 95% of this weight. Yeah. Like, I know I'm close. Like, for your example, don't go up there and put 50 pounds more than you've ever done and then ask for a spot. Right. Like, that's that's flawed. Yeah. I So, I had that issue not too long ago on this program. I went up to, uh, on one of the bench presses, I don't know, I mean, it was more than I'd ever done. And it was funny because there was a guy I knew that actually showed up. And I said, hey, come here. And he's this little skinnier guy. And he goes, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to help you. I said, you can because here's what you're going to do. You know, and, and I said, I just got five pounds less twice. I can do this once, I think. Pretty certain. I said, so what's going to happen is you're, you're going to stand here. You're going to watch it. I'm going to pick it up. You're not going to do anything but make sure I don't die. If you see me start to lose it, you basically pull it against the rack and we're going to let it go down to the bottom rack. Like, yeah. like, so don't even try to pull it up. Like, this is what you know to do. And you'll know that I want you to do that. Cause I'll say, <laughs> <laughs> I like, that. um, but, but I, so I look at it when I'm looking for a spotter, I get very judgmental and I'm like, did you do, the exercise that I did that I'm needing a spot for with proper form. All right. Or just in general, what's your squat form like? Then I'm determined if you're going to be able to spot me on bench press. If you're, if you're quarter repping this, then I don't trust you to, uh, to make sure I do this right. They, they don't make good weightlifting decisions. Correct. So, and you want that because there is, there is, I mean, I guess the most frustrating thing is the spotter that doesn't pay attention and you get yes. stuck. Second is the to the overeager spotter. Yes. Especially when you're, you know, like you said, you know, I've never done this weight for five reps, but I think I can. And you get four. And you're going up for five and you, you're going to get it. But it's slow. But you're going to get it. And they just grab the bar and you're like, man. Right. Like, 
Yeah. I had that, you know. Well, you and I had that when we were walk, working out in Austin because on one of those bench presses, I I don't remember what happened. I I, I just didn't have my a grip or something. Right. Anyway, I went down way faster than I meant to, and it looked like that I wasn't going to hold it. So, I t- of course, I tell you, no, I got it. And you've, you're even you're reprimanding me while I'm pushing it. It's like, what, do you think I'm touching it? I mean, it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, oh man well that's uh that's spotter talk i uh i enjoyed that i think that's and i think a bit of advice for everyone like we said especially with bench press we kind of went through exercises you shouldn't ask for a spot on man if you're doing a weight and you you know you're trying to rep count or whatever don't be afraid to ask for a spot we've all been there no one minds and you know what here's another thing don't ever be afraid to ask for a spot so somebody else can verify the weight that you did. That's kind of cool too. <laughs> you know what? You want if it's a good weight for you, if you're excited about it, it's good. It's good for somebody else to see that you did it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, oh, one, one, the last one thing. thing. Oh yeah, go for it. Here's what a spotter should never do, and this is this may cause a this may be a shoot between us here. I All don't right. think a spotter should ever film you doing the rep if they're also spotting you no i agree with that you gotta you gotta be focused on your job and your job is not film filming your job is spotting now now we have a whole form file on dropbox that tells that that would tell everybody the swall society that there is a place for filming the reps that you do but not there is. but not for a spot. Not for a spot. So speaking of good things for working out, I want to talk to you about Magic Spoon. Ooh. Magic Spoon, you say? What is that? Magic Spoon is a protein rich, low carb cereal. But wait, that, uh, wait, Dave, what about all those sugars and cereal that's bad for you? It also is extremely low sugar. Does it have any sugar? I would have to go down to my pantry and look at the several cases of blueberry magic spoon I have. But, but Dave, as I've detailed. You don't understand. I like cereal that reminds me of when I was a kid. Are you telling me magic spoon has that? It does. It'll take you back to Saturday morning watching the. Uh, Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling Cartoon and G.I. Joe. Sergeant Slaughter. With Sergeant Slaughter. Okay, but but Dave, look, I know when I look at all this high-priced fancy cereal in the aisle, like I, I, don't, I can't afford $60 for, for cereal. Well, first off, it won't be $60. And on top of that, if you use Cope, Coupon code Swole Society, you will get free shipping. Wait a minute, but obviously they probably tack on extra money elsewhere. No, it is. It's a shoot free shipping, man. It's all right. It's all for you. But okay, great. So you get me hooked with one order. But what if I want free shipping again? That code is good into perpetuity. I don't even know what that means, Dave. Actually, I think that may be in perpetuity. I may have used that wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But you can use it forever, essentially. So every time you order Swole Society, we may even uh, tweet out the uh, the easy link. Um, like I said, blueberry is my favorite, but they are putting out new flavors all the time. Well, you can even get variety packs and pick which flavors you want. Well, and blueberry's back now. It wasn't. It was gone for a while. And now uh, I saw that I could put it part of my variety pack. Uh, D- Dave and I will vehemently disagree at times on, on the flavor. Uh, I love the fruity and the blueberry. But, um, oh, and there's a new flavor that I've, I've learned. I have to check the Magic Spoon website every month because they change to a new flavor. And I think right now you can even get birthday cake. Yeah, have you tried that yet? I haven't tried that one. No. But I do got some blueberry and some birthday cake coming to the house with 
the promo code Swole Society, and I got free shipping too. Because you'd be an idiot not to have that coupon code. You know who pays full price? Idiots who don't ask for spots, and you're not that. That's right. That is right, man. So get you some of a uh, get you some good magic spoon. Uh, yes, it is zero sugar. I just looked it up. Zero sugar. What a world. Look at that. God, and what uh, a time to be alive. What a time to train. What a time. So uh, yeah, guys. Like we said, stay in the gym. Consistency is important. Uh, get that diet right with some magic spoon, and uh, yeah. Train hard, and we will see you soon for episode two. Man, hey, thanks, guys, for joining us. We we want to hear more of your stories, so let us know how's your workout going, how's your training going, and uh, at the end of the day, thanks for being a part of the society, the Swole Society.